0: Hey, you're listening to the Traveling Partners podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things barrel racing, rodeo, and life. Hop in the truck with us while we chase white lines and dollar signs this rodeo season. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Traveling Partners podcast. You've got me and Shel coming to you uh, just in the car today driving in the rain. Um, we went down to Cross Iron Mills and Irvine's and just had to pick up a few essentials.
1: Yeah, a few essentials, a few non-essentials. PSA Shopping Girlies, did you know that the Aritzia and Cross Iron Mall in Airdrie is actually an outlet?
0: Yeah. We hit some phenomenal deals there. And here's me and Shelb walking around thinking, God damn, everything is on sale here. (laughs) We hit the jackpot. Yeah, we hit the jackpot. And Shelb gets up to the till and is like to the girl like, Oh, I didn't know you guys were having a big sale. Yeah, like usually I
1: get an email. (laughs) That's what I was
0: thinking. She's like, this is the outlet location. We're like, what? We have to come back.
1: I don't know though if that was like, in good information to know or bad,
0: yeah, bad on the bank accounts yeah. for sure. Because I'm already like eyeing up other things, and I'm I don't know when certain pieces hit that outlet store, I will be securing yeah. them then.
1: But yeah, and like I am an Aritzia ride or die, I know like styles what their names are. Like I, went I was like, I need the Saturn dress. Like and I knew, like right, I knew what I was looking
0: for. Exactly, and everyone knows the Molina pant. Yeah. Right name for yep. it. Yeah. We each secured a pair
1: for um, thirty dollars, thirty
0: bucks. Regular a hundred forty-eight dollars. Yeah, cannot go wrong. So if you see me and Shelby out in our matching leathers, you'll know that we got them together, and mm-hmm. you know we would never try to commit a fashion crime such yeah. as that but we did the other day at the calgary qualifier yeah we were rest. matching in yeah. our lipstick and cowboy
1: boots <laughs> t-shirts and everyone asked us did you guys match on purpose today no, no no we
0: did not we did not but that kind of leads us right into the next thing of being at the calgary qualifier um, last time we talked to you we were kind of having a practice night at anchor b and we got a few things sorted out for me before we went in there and I think it really paid off and Shelb made a bit suggestion and yeah it's really it's made a difference um, for me and Ariat so that was really nice to get worked out before heading in there
1: yeah and we should talk about that of how you feel how you feel that bits working like what we thought we needed to change
0: so yeah I just needed something with a little bit more like shoulder elevation, I guess would be the right way to describe it. Like just something to keep her shoulder up and elevated. And just even when she's moving around ahead of time in the warm up, like I just want to know that I have it. And this bit is definitely letting me do that. And it's also giving me a little bit of security in an, oh shit situation Mm -hmm. that
1: I can pick up on her and move her over right right now and right now yeah like we need we needed to move you from like less yellow light yeah to a little more like right now red light red light is flashing an
0: immediate response would be good when you're going at
1: yeah Because you have a big horse so you needed a little less gag and a little more lift to sharpen things up
0: yeah do you know how to describe the bit shell
1: oh i can't remember which one that is but
0: that's okay it's an I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah,
1: of course. I can't remember what number that is. That's okay. It might be an eleven. Anyways, it's well, a really best. nice little bit. It's only like a medium shank. Um, it's got like a tiny bit of gag, not a lot, and then it has a really nice that mouthpiece. I really like. It's like the one with the twisted copper on the side, and then it has about like four links of chain in the middle. Yeah. So I like that it has the copper twist. Um, and then the chain, like I just think it lays really softly in their mouth and it, it won't pinch or anything, It's lays really comfortable. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of my favorite mouthpieces, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I'm currently borrowing from Shell, but I definitely need to put it in order because I'm, I'm loving how it's working. And yeah, it all worked out in the end at the Calgary qualifier. Um, I just had two clean runs. I was pretty nervous going in there for some reason, to be honest. What and were you nervous
1: about? What do I don't you
0: think? know. I think I just kind of, like, got in my head, like, there's a little bit more, which obviously there should be. I mean, you're trying to get into the Calgary Stampedes. Like, I'm not saying there shouldn't be hype. Yeah. But there's kind of some hype surrounding it. You know, like, some people are coming down, like, literally making and, you know... 45 minute to an hour drive in just like to come and watch and I'm like it's just another jackpot is what I was trying to keep in my mind (laughs) but low-key you know there's more spectators than normal Mm -hmm. you know my parents are making an effort to come they are Calgary Stampede people but they're making an effort you know so just more family members friends you know there to watch which normally doesn't honestly bother me too much and I think even if I was just at like a regular old rodeo it wouldn't have like will you be just, like
1: what about do you feel like the pressure is the same like tomorrow tomorrow is your hometown rodeo yeah. do you feel the same
0: no no i don't know <laughs> i'm way less worried about it like i don't know like the well, stakes i like in your mind i think you just do, do also do you think know.
1: part of it is like Because anything can happen at the qualifier. Yeah. But then, like, in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, you run at the qualifier, which is so amazing that we have this opportunity. It's a really cool event. The setup is so cool. But then it's almost maybe, like, a bit of an oh, shit moment if you do make it through. Yeah, like... Because if you make it through, now you're running at Calgary, which is a totally different setup, like, requires a totally different type of horse. Yeah, the whole thing. And if you're not someone that doesn't have, like, a string of horses...
0: Behind you.
1: You know, is it kind of maybe like that? I know.
0: I think that is part of it. And it's just like such a prestigious thing. And like, I don't know, I would not take it lightly to have the opportunity to run to the Calgary Stampede. Like, it's a very big deal for my family in particular. And I don't know, my stepmom was a Calgary Stampede queen and now she's on the board of directors. And my dad's a long standing volunteer. So is she. And I don't know. Like, there's just we have Calgary Stampede hype around us, so I think I just kind of put it on a pedestal, which makes it a bit more nerve wracking. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know. Nothing about the venue or anything was nerve wracking. I loved the setup. Actually, it was so nice to have like a really great place to warm up, and if you needed to stall there, you could. And yeah, it was awesome. Everything was pretty well inside
1: in the in the agrium like the way that the alley is set up and everything was nice like you guys had a lot of room yeah
0: really ideal yeah
1: honestly um it was a good size pattern
0: yeah it was great it did take a little long to run the barrel race would be my one my one critique for some reason it just took forever to get through all the girls but we they eventually did and yeah it was all great um so yeah my place in the average was 77th in the end, so that's uh, the number we have to go on. Would have obviously loved to have been much higher, but I just had two clean, consistent runs, Well and just not world beaters.
1: Let's not forget you improved by two tenths in the second round. Yep. Yeah, and on the bottom of the ground.
0: And I was just so hyped to come back and have another yeah. crack at it. To be yeah. honest, it's and just to of, make another run. Yeah, it's disheartening kind of to go home after that first round but anything can happen and you're either in or you're out so yeah yeah, I was very grateful to have a opportunity in the semi-finals
1: and it was so fun to watch like the energy was super high yeah I got in a lot of steps in the two days yeah no kidding I was not running however I was there working my little booty off getting (laughs) content for clients etc yeah and I think I went up and down those stairs like I wish I would have counted or like looked at how many steps I got because I would be like Go up, work on my computer, watch a couple, run down, video, run back up, run back down, video someone else. Yeah. I was, like, all over the place. Totally. But it was good because I got to come watch and hang out with my friends and then also make two work days out of it, which was good. Yeah. The only thing is, it was flipping hot. Yeah,
0: it was warm. And just yes. cooking out on – I really did not think of that, to be on honest, the ahead of time. So note to self next year, like, pack the soft rides, maybe invest in one of those stall mat deals. Um, just for your horse standing out on the concrete Mm -hmm. for a decent amount of time. And then, yeah, also, it was nice. We did find out, you know, later in that we could tie inside the barn just to get them out of the sun. But yeah, it was a scorcher out there um, just in the infield. So note to sell for next year. Pavement and potentially lots of heat. Yes. Um, Yeah, a big congratulations to our friend Nancy Leishner. And Brady Whiteside on making it um, in; those were, you know, our they main girls. They were in girls. the top four, yeah, yeah, in the top four, and yep. it's just been so exciting. And then they actually just had the breakaway qualifier yep. the other day, which we need to send out a definitely a shout out to Cashley. We yep, count our good on her, Cashley. Cooley. Yeah,
1: Auntie Cashley, she made it through.
0: Yeah. So um, and
1: who else? Darby Wilkinson, Tara's sister. Yeah.
0: And oh my gosh they look so much the same also by the way guys. like when i saw the picture i was like Terra? well now
1: tara has extensions so i can tell
0: right away More so
1: yeah yeah um but yeah it's so cool it's a big deal i actually don't know the details so the breakaway roping is going to be called the rocky mountain cup i honestly have not had a chance to look at like what the details are for how that all runs yeah. but they basically did sort of the same structure on the qualifier um, which is really exciting it's gonna be yeah yeah really cool to watch Nancy
0: was telling me that she thinks it might not be happening like in the Perth right. at the stampede right like it's gonna right. happen sort of alongside that team roping deal that's also been going on these last few years so either way you're there and you qualified to get there so that'll be so exciting for those yeah, girls it's so cool um, yeah so that was kind of a wrap on the Calgary deal and then from there Shelby and I and Graham, we just bopped right down to Brooks and kind of had an interesting experience there because they switched up the setup uh, on us. Yeah. Which we were not anticipating, but
1: I personally loved. I really did like the setup. Yeah. So usually we run from the far side, I'm trying to think of what... T- south, I think. The south. south side, would it have been? Yeah. We usually yeah. run from the south side. Does that make sense? Yeah and yeah. we run in off the track it's just like a wide entrance and then like the patterns kind of like offset or you know angled a little bit because it's like from the center of the track entrance yeah um which i didn't really have a problem with it last year was fine but i definitely do prefer like a good center alley yeah. which is what we got so we were super appreciative of them for setting that up that that was great yeah um when what else to it to us yeah. oh we did not have a generator yeah, we
0: didn't have a generator. We had our mechanic Sam on Sam standby, but
1: she—it was <laughs> a bit mechanic. beyond
0: what we could fix. Yeah, um, just there. So Graham's but, already had her in and out of the shop, and it's our only Wednesday. So,
1: but you know, I don't want to sound like. <laughs> Having not having your generator working is actually makes your life a lot harder than you think,
0: especially when you work on your laptops and phones. Yes, especially I... when we
1: both needed to work. It was the middle of the week. Yeah, I had to get up like early to feed before I had to LASIKs, and I was like, my phone's dead. Like, we couldn't charge our phones. You know, no AC. Yeah, honestly, a little bit tough. It was a little rough. We were, it was no like we were roughing it. No, no in the coffee. morning. We had to go for concession coffee, which, you know, God bless (laughs) that they had that, but um, Cassie and I were not feeling well. Won't be happening. That destroyed our stomachs. It was either that or it was... (laughs) (laughs) There's two possible culprits. Yeah. It was either... The concession coffee is what set us over the edge. It really did. But it might have been the jalapeno popper dip at BP's the night before that laid the groundwork. I do have to say,
0: tread lightly on the jalapeno popper dip. It's really dip. good is oh, the problem. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. New menu item,
1: delicious. Until we 12 were, hours later. <laughs> we
0: woke up unwell for the 9 a.m. slack. Yeah. But you know what? We got through it. We got and. Through. Yeah. No problems after that. And sailing. I mean, we're
1: not. Well, maybe like we're like minor IBS girlies, not terrible. But you
0: know what? All the hot girls are. Beware. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Hot girls have stomach
1: problems. (laughs) Totally.
0: But another note to make about Brooks that I just wanted to mention is it was a tough pen to get your first barrel. Oh. And then if you didn't get the first barrel, you may have potentially had problems with every other barrel after that. <laughs> like, we were watching quite a few girls go ahead of us, and that was a common theme. And, I mean, I definitely got by the first a little bit, but it was kind of, I don't know, it was a pretty smooth trip. But Whippy,
1: she was feeling pretty I learned pretty about, I, I learned a lesson. Yeah. I was watching and you know I mean some girls made nice runs the others they were struggling like they were by everything but the thing is is the ground didn't look like I didn't see anyone slip or anything Mm -hmm. so I the ground didn't make me nervous in any sense I just thought if you're the way that the alley was set up if you run in there and you run to the right which the majority of us do the barrel is kind of a little bit in the middle of nowhere and we haven't really been outside a lot yet So, when I was watching everyone kind of blow by, I was just thinking, like, oh, you know, these horses haven't been outside for a while. Like, they're just kind of missing their spots. Mm -hmm. But my horse is, I don't want to say, yeah, she's pretty rady and very turny. And, like, so I thought to myself, surely I can blast in there. She's going to turn the first. Like, no problem. I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. And then I was, like... I've been in my mind, like, forward momentum, forward momentum, because I've just been working so hard to, like, get my horse running, which she is now. She ran. Yeah, she definitely ran. a lot of running and not a lot of turning.
0: Yeah, I think it was just a mix of, yeah, maybe some different ground and the wide open spaces. Yeah. We both definitely fell into that category of going by barrels and, yeah. I think she
1: felt not, like, it's not that the ground, she just doesn't seem to want to get into the ground.
0: Yeah it's yeah nothing i would stress too much about over but that was a note note for next year um and then we were supposed to be headed to rocky in the perf but i think you know god had other plans for us um and they actually ended up cancelling the remainder of the ladies barrel racing um following the slack i think only the slack had ran is that right only the
1: slack had ran yeah and then they ended up cancelling the rest of it um because the ground was so dangerous yeah dangerous ground so, so which is really odd that well it's really god watching over us but it's like Cass and i do not normally get up in perfs so it's kind of a miracle that we were in the perf and we didn't have to learn the hard way in slack yeah um sorry to all the girls that did have yes. to be guinea pigs or crash test dummies i should say in a sense yeah um definitely but unfortunately that's just kind of the name of the game is like someone's gotta do it or we don't know what the ground's gonna look like, right?
0: Yeah, it's not ideal and I really hope that everybody came out unscathed. Horses were fine, yeah, humans were fine. Um I haven't really heard about any injuries this no, I far. Think it's okay. So I think everyone was okay, but definitely not ideal and yeah i guess a good decision on the cpra to step in at that point and cancel it and mm-hmm. it's kind of going to be in the back of my mind for next year um well you know last
1: year when we ran there it was super muddy and like it had rained a lot and it was muddy but i did think it felt safe yeah but i think that's just because of how much moisture it had on it
0: i think it could definitely benefit from some water and Yeah, it looked, my mom, bless her heart, she does not know anything about barrel racing or rodeo, really, but she was sending me pictures of the ground when she went out camping there, and she's like, it looks like gravel. She was stressed. She was like, I'm so glad you're not here. It's so dry, and, I mean, it has been a ridiculously dry summer this far. Until today. Until today, which is currently raining. Yeah,
1: everyone's been so worried, and, I mean, I have too. We obviously need the rain, but I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, Don't worry, she's coming. The rain's coming. It's Innisfil weekend, which we can always count on that for some rain.
0: Yeah, exactly. we are
1: getting it today.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll be in the mud tomorrow in Innisfil for sure. But um, yeah, so I guess that we just keep moving into the next topic, really. But um, we thought we could kind of make a few notes and discuss, you know, having a good attitude and like how based it's on some
1: recent observations
0: yeah and how it's easy to have a good attitude when things are going your way and yeah
1: I found this post on social media that I sent to Cassie and uh to a few friends actually and I actually want to look it up because I want to give her a shout out because I really enjoyed reading this it was a really good read so it's from Hannah Klein and she is a breakaway roper Um, at the Hannah Klein. I can't remember. I'm actually unsure where she lives but I read this and I really liked it. So it basically said like it's easy to love what you do when you win and succeed to feel accomplishment and know a reward is near. Um, Basically she talks about how when the road gets bumpy and stays that way for miles that you need to fall in love with the process etc. That sort of thing and that really got me thinking. I was like that is so
0: true. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. I think you have to remember your reason why and just kind of go from there. And I think even kind of this cancellation at Rocky, or maybe you're one of the girls that got drawn out of Pinoca. like it's so upsetting. It really is to like not have those opportunities to run or Mm -hmm. to be successful. But At the end of the day, you have to remember why you're out there, why you're doing it, and just maintain a positive attitude.
1: Expect that everything happens for a reason and as it should. And it comes back like it ends up coming back to you full circle. That's like something that I've learned. It does. I've really struggled with this and I've been stuck in the in that mindset of like nothing's going right, blah, blah, blah. I've been there I think I had like two straight years like that (laughs) not only with horses just like with life in general I felt stuck and like I couldn't get out but now that I'm the ripe age of 30 yeah so wise. (laughs) I have some wisdom (laughs) no but like I know it's easy to like people say to you when something like that happens like oh you know everything happens for a reason and it's very very difficult in the moment to understand that but it really does Later, whether it be, you know, the next week, six months later, two years later, whatever the timeline ends up looking like, it does come back. And there is a way that, you know, you'll have a moment where you're like, that's why that didn't work out for me because this was going to.
0: Exactly.
1: And so another part of that post was like she had a hashtag that said, "Um, all I have is all I need. And I think that that's like so important. Important to remember i really liked the way she worded that because one thing that um i was thinking about is like just keep in mind that like winning doesn't define who you are as a person like even if barrel racing is your whole life that's all you do that's great like that's you know your identity but you're not defined by whether you win or lose
0: yeah exactly um yeah um, oh, I just had a point, and <laughs> now I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, I think that's very true, Shelb. And there's so much more to barrel racing than the success. Like, as terrible as this is, I've almost even forgotten who did so well at the Calgary qualifier just a week ago. Like, no. that's so terrible. But, like, oh, I no, almost that's did not so come up true. with a handful
1: of the names. You know, people don't. People do not remember. run like it's going to take something pretty extreme to happen for people to remember it
0: so you might as well just like carry on and even if you didn't have success that day or that weekend or you're in a bit of a slump in general like you might as well just keep a good attitude and keep going and just know that it's gonna turn around and you're gonna have success in your own way Mm -hmm. eventually if not sooner than you might expect
1: and um, I think a big part of that, too, is, like, making sure that you have the right people around you.
0: Yeah, we're definitely, we're thinking we could share a few ways of maintaining a good attitude. And that was definitely one of Shelb's um, points you wanted to cover, is just having a few good people that a you go to for advice which is its mm-hmm. own other topic I'm sure like yeah. um be careful who you go to for advice and maybe and keep it to only a select yeah Two. that's
1: what I was gonna say yeah is I think that as barrel racers we have this habit and I don't know why this is um because I grew up in the hunter jumper world and it's not so much like this I think well you know what now that I say that i I think I have a theory of why this is. As barrel racers, we're very much um, like, we're very more independent of like, you're riding at home by yourself, you're working on things by yourself. Like, yeah, you probably get help from a few people here and there, you ride with your friends, you go to a clinic. But as in other, most other equestrian disciplines, You are not doing anything unless your coach or trainer tells you to do. Like, you're not switching your bid unless they tell you to.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. They're telling
1: you how long to lunge your horse for before you get on, before your class, if you're a jumper. Like, all of those things. You need a different saddle. You need this. You need that. You need to work on this with your horse. That is all coming from the professional or the mentor that you trust. Whereas, I think what happens is we're so much more independent as barrel racers that number one we sometimes don't see these things happening like problems happening until they become a big deal and then in a search for the knowledge or the wisdom that we're looking for we overdo it by asking way too many people reading way too many articles you know instead of like what you need to do in my opinion And this made a big change for me when I did this is like, keep your circle small, not in the sense of not being friendly with people, but like those that you trust for advice, you need to keep that tight. Like you need to keep that zipped up and not stray too far. Sometimes you need a new, fresh perspective, but don't stray too far from your circle because you're just going to get too many opinions. You're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to be way back to square one versus where you were originally. I agree. Totally.
0: Um, and kind of on that same topic of your circle is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people, not only give, not only giving you good advice, um, and such, but that also have a positive and a good attitude and a winning mindset, um, we have so much good content to share. But I was also just showing Shel, um, Michelle from TikTok. I just love her. Oh, my gosh. she's Progress horse girl. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We she's love her. so she funny. She cracks us up. Oh, I love her. Um, but yeah, she just put out a TikTok. And it basically said the people more successful than her have never talked negatively or poorly about her trying to pursue her dreams. Um, and I just thought that was such... An interesting thing to say like mm-hmm. it's always the people that are not doing quite as good as you or you know are in their own pity party that have something negative to frickin' say um mm-hmm. so don't even let yourself you know you know be around those people and I think we all know who they are and it's just so important to protect your peace and protect your energy and That is one of our main takeaways, I think, um, for maintaining your good attitude. Um, But along with that, Shel was like, you know, find your circle, love them hard, have a bad run or something, you know, look forward to going out to dinner with them or, you know, going back to the trailer, getting in the truck with your traveling partner and, you know, listening to your bops and heading to the next one keeping everybody's vibes up because it's just as much your responsibility to keep the energy good um for your traveling partners and your friends as it is for you i think we're finding
1: one thing about your run that was good like i was i was kind of pissed about my run in brooks <laughs> so i was like what the just happened yeah and my friend sam smith who's always there coach sam she was like Okay, just be happy because your horse didn't like the ground, but your horse ran the whole time and she didn't stop running, which was a plus. So I was like, okay, you're right. That is what I've been asking her to do. And she did do that. Yeah. And you kind of just have to leave it at that. And then now I know that for like tomorrow, I just need to tighten things back up. Yeah, So
0: make small changes and go from there. But yeah, there's definitely something positive to come out of every run. There's something positive to come out of every situation, whether that's, you know, your event being completely canceled, you're turned out, something crazy happens, like everything works out for a reason. Um, And you just kind of have to take control of the situation that you're presented with and make the most out of it.
1: Yeah. Um, Like take control of the things that you can control exactly things that you are out of your control there's no point in getting yourself worked up about them you know what give yourself five minutes to be worked up about it like anything and then from there you really have to move on because you know like life is too short yeah and (laughs) like what does it accomplish like it's not going to change the outcome because it's already happened yeah and that's something in life I've had to work on a lot because I used to be like that
0: Oh, I'm a stress case. So I I stress about the stupidest things that are way beyond my control, and it's never brought me any good. So,
1: yeah, but I'm getting much better. I I try and remind myself of that. Yeah. So I think that's something like big to keep in mind.
0: Exactly. Um, But yeah, I was thinking we could put up a question box on our Instagram and just open it up to your guys' suggestions on positive attitude good mindset yeah and we would love to hear it because these were just a few that we kind of came up with on the fly um just because it kind of seemed like a crazy week last week so we just wanted to pick everybody up off the out of the dirt and yeah
1: it was a busy one
0: it was and kind of go from there
1: um and we're, right, we're right back into it now
0: right back into it it's already wednesday which just seems crazy mm-hmm. we'll be launching this pod you know, tomorrow, which is Thursday, and we are in the afternoon slash evening slack in Innisfell, so that should be a fun time in the mud because we're finally, like you mm-hmm. said, getting the
1: moisture that we need, and then we go to Staveley on Friday morning. Stavely, right? Yep, Stavely, Okay. yeah. I always get Stavely and High River mixed up because they're a week apart.
0: Yeah. Are they a week apart? I think so. So, roughly. Honestly, it gets to the point where, like, after
1: you've been to four or five rodeos, I swear it's, like, I don't even know where I was last weekend or where I'm going next weekend. Yeah. I just know what the next place I'm driving to right now is.
0: Yeah. The only person that knows is Graham, and she already knows what number we are, you know, six weeks from now. But otherwise,
1: like, it all blends together. I'm looking forward to Innisfail.
0: Yeah, me too. It should be should be a good time.
1: I'm going to be honest. I'm setting one goal for Innisfil this year and that's to get a time.
0: Yeah. Do not forget Shelb's big goal. Just a successful, clean, go through the pattern (laughs) would be good.
1: I mean, I want to be fast, but I really just want to get a time because I had no time last year and I'm looking forward to Stavely. They've been working so hard on the ground. Yeah. Shout out to our friend Paige Calloway. Um, Paige 1912, pursue victory. Her dad, Dave, he has been working so hard on the ground in stably he's been texting me photo updates to make sure we know he's got a black widow in there he's got dave elliot in there and um oh page said he also had sierra booth in there they're all consulting with him on the ground on how to get it perfect he's getting this down to a science see him at the cfr they might be hiring him as the next groundsman (laughs) totally
0: because he is
1: dedicated
0: i love that for him that's so so awesome Um, But yeah, so I think that's kind of all we have for this week to chat about with you guys. And we'll come back to you after Innisfil and Stavely. Um, Do you have your clothes out, Shelby?
1: Yeah, this one's just for Shelby Spielman. Go fast and take chances. (laughs)
0: Okay, bye guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Traveling Partners podcast. We're so glad that you could jump in the truck with us. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date on episode releases and all things Shelby and Cass. We'll catch you at the next one.